Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. Thank you very much, Dan Watkins. Now, before we get back to our conversation with Steve in Cambridge is next up, Steve in Bedford, we got Jeff in Lancaster and Doreen in Everett. Uh, we have a brief halftime guest, Zach Blackburn. He is the, uh, the head, has been the head for a long time, the director of the Boston Marathon Jimmy Fund Walk, presented by Hyundai, which occurs this Sunday in Boston. Zach, welcome back to Nightside. How are you today? Hey, Dan, how you doing? Thanks for having me again. You are more than welcome. You guys have raised more than $160 million for the Jimmy Fund and for the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. How can folks participate this Sunday? Let's hope the weather's going to be great. You started off small, but every year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. This is going to be a huge event this year. Tell us how folks can first, what, what is involved and how they can get in touch. Absolutely. So, yeah, we are very excited. We've been, uh, you know, holding like many events, holding our event virtually for the last two years, people walking wherever they can. Uh, We're really excited. We're back on the Boston Marathon course this year. People can participate in one of four different routes. They can do the full marathon from Boston to Hopkins, Hopkins to Boston. They can do a half marathon, a 10K or a 5K, all of our routes finish at Copley Square. Uh, We're expecting somewhere in the range of 7,500 to 8,000 people. And our goal uh, right now is to raise $7.8 million this year for Dana-Farber and the Jimmy Fund. And we are well on our way on pace to to meet and surpass that goal. So if people are interested, they want to come out, it's still, you know, not too late to sign up. You can go to our website, jimmyfundwalk.org and register there. Boy, that is as as, as, as great. jimmyfundwalk.org uh, and this is a fundraiser where you get sponsors, I assume, and they pledge a dollar or two for um, the distance that you walk, and, and it all benefits the great charity. That is just fabulous, That's Zach. Correct. I know we've, That's correct. we've That's pro- correct. promoted this before. You're, you're doing wonderful work. There's no better charity that I know of than the... The, the, the Jimmy Fund, you know, trying to find cures for childhood cancer, which ultimately might lead to cures for, for cancer for everyone. Sunday, it's a sat, Sunday, October 2nd. Again, starts at what time? Well, we've got different start times for the different locations. So the uh, best recommendation, check the website, get your start times. They start, the, the full marathon starts all the way, you know, bright and early, 5.30 in the morning, and our 5K starts at 1.45 in the afternoon, right? So there's stuff going on throughout the day. Uh, Go to the website, jimmyfunwalk.org, and select your route. You'll get all the information on start times, locations, and all that. Perfect. You, you're a great halftime guest because you get it in quickly and, and clearly. I can't thank you enough for, for doing this every year. And same time next year, we'll, we'll do it again. Okay, thanks, Zach. That sounds great. That sounds right. great. Look forward to it. Thanks a lot, Dan. All Take right. care. Zach Blackburn, the director of the Boston Marathon Jimmy Fund Walk. If you want to get some exercise, there's all sorts of levels of participation. Just go to jimmyfundwalk.org. They can't make it any simpler. It'll be a great Sunday 
uh, either a, a big walk from Hopkinton or a stroll, whatever you, whatever you like. We try to make it simple and bring you up to date on things that are good for you and certainly also good for the community. Okay, let us get back to the whole question of happy hours. I don't think happy hour is good for the community, but you may. Let's go to my good friend Steve in Cambridge. I am going to be really interested to see what Steve in Cambridge says. Steve, welcome. Next on Nightside. Dan, thank you. I think you would agree with me that when the government restricts the liberty of businesses or individuals, the government has to have a very good reason. Yeah, I think that's that's a legitimate um, philosophical um, position. I would agree with that. And that freedom itself is a benefit. If, if an, an ordered freedom, uh, that if we individuals have freedom and, rest, and bars have freedom, that's a good thing. As yeah, I mean, there was a point hurt. in time where as obviously the prohibition hurt. in this country, bars were, were not allowed to function, but you and I both disagree with that. Um, right. We, we believe in freedom. Uh, go ahead, make your as case, As long counselor. as it doesn't result in damage to other people or preferably are, are damage to... So I don't think... Um, well, we have the example of Wisconsin. I believe Wisconsin and New York, I think, both have happy... Uh, they don't forbid restaurants and bars from having half eight hours no no bar is compelled to have happy hour no absolutely and 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 we all know that one of the the impacts of alcohol consumption is that there are people who do get into motor vehicles there are people who do dumb things to themselves there are there are people who get drunk commit suicide there are people get drunk and walk off a building uh you know just make a mistake and um and, and and fall off the roof of a building um, and but when when people do drink and they get into automobiles in that condition, uh, it has the potential of um, hurting others uh, and taking away the absolute ultimate freedom of others um, in you know motor vehicle drunk driving accidents and and that's that's the distinction that I'd like to focus on with you. Well, we have two states, Wisconsin. And New York, I believe, we just heard that Wisconsin, I believe New York has happy hour. The state has not prohibited happy hours. Correct. So we, if the statistics in those two states, if they don't have more drunken driving accidents per capita than Massachusetts, that would seem to indicate that happy hour would not be a catastrophe, right? Well, our experience in Massachusetts, um, uh, I, I think, was catastrophic, uh, and that's why the legislature acted. Um, we're not talking about closing bars. We're not prohibiting alcohol consumption, but I do think that happy hours have the consequence. Most people who are going to take advantage of happy hours are people who probably are younger and probably do not have as much you know, uh, disposable income, uh, and that's the attraction. That's the draw. But, but Dan, if, if states, like, as I say, like New York has happy hour, yep. mm-hmm. and they don't seem to have a lot of problems with it, why is it that we would have problems with it? I don't know. I mean, all I can know, I, I can only, now you can say, hey, Dan, the problems you're referring to happened you know, uh, or close to 40 years ago, but it was the late 70s and early 80s. I think you're old enough to remember some of those incidents, and and, and it caused and, the, the legislature to act. Well, I remember Dukakis was very strongly in favor of prohibiting bars from having happy hours. I don't remember him presenting any evidence that happy hours contributed to increased uh 
driving accidents with alcohol. And I don't remember anyone saying that after they banned happy hours that uh, those uh, accidents went yeah. down. Uh, yeah, I don't know that there are any statistics. And if there are, they're not available to me. I'm working, and again, this is one we're going to where you and I disagree, which is fine. And I and you, you always are, are such a great caller. It makes me always reconsider my position if I disagree with Steve from Cambridge. W- what I'm essentially saying is that uh, this, for me, is a human nature uh, question, and that is, should the people be free to drink? Yes, um, I do not believe in prohibition, um, and I think that when you lower the cost of alcohol. Uh, at, at, in public venues, you're going to have many people uh, taking it. Just human nature tells me it's it's sort of like economics 101. Lower the cost of a product. Human human beings, some human beings, will um, engage in in purchasing uh, and drinking that product. Uh, and that that I I just think that we will not be well served, even if one person dies. If one person dies in a motor vehicle accident, I think that that cost is, in my opinion, prohibitive. Well, let me, last question, Dan. What? Last question. Yeah. If we had statistics from, let's say, 10 states, let's just assume there are 10 states where they do not prohibit Mm -hmm. uh, bars from uh, serving, uh, having happy hours, and in all of those states, um, they appear to have no greater uh, rate of alcohol-related vehicle accidents. Mm-hmm. Would that uh, change your opinion somewhat about um, it? It would force me to reconsider the opinion, uh, to be really honest with you. And I think that each of those states, which is wonderful that, that we have a system whereby we can try different things in different states, I don't know if... The population density. Uh, I don't know if the conditions of the roads. I don't. There, there could be some variables that would make um, a comparison between, let us say, uh, happy hours in Kansas with happy hours in Massachusetts, which uh, you, there may be variables that you couldn't account for. Again, I'm. I'm I know I'm giving. Last like, comment, Dan. Last what? comment from me. Yeah, sure. That joke was a little long, but it wasn't bad. It, it, no, it was, it was getting long. I wasn't sure where it was going, to be honest with you. But It led somewhere funny, though. Yeah, no, and, 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 and there's always a little truth in, uh, in humor. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Steve, great call. I, I, was, you know, I was very interested in you as my, um, my libertarian from Cambridge, my, my good libertarian from Cambridge. I was wondering where you might come out on this. Um, do you do you remember? You're old enough to remember what, what we did have a spate of accidents here in the in the late seventies and early eighties. Oh no, I don't think so. I mean, Dan, I don't think there it was ever clearly associated with either having or not having um, happy hours. I do think that in the seventies and sixties, and probably even in the eighties, driving uh, after having probably drank more than you should, yeah. was tolerated, and it, now it is no longer as tolerated. So right. I think there have been changes that have affected that problem, but right. I don't think any of them have to do with happy hour. Right. I don't know that McTavish had uh, imbibed before a happy hour. I know that it was his accident and the idea that a, that a Boston Bruins player mm. would actually be incarcerated. Um, yeah. I think it, it, it changed a lot of people's attitudes towards drinking you know, over drinking and driving i mean a oh lot and of people, certain advocacy groups and and also changes in the laws 
a yes, lot of well, things. Yes, they, they help they helped change the laws. There's no doubt. Steve, as always, challenging phone call. Thank you much. We'll talk soon. Dan, okay. thank you. Thank you, my friend. What a great guy. And, um, so uh, so well thought out and, uh, and a challenge. Back on Nightside right after this. Nightside, Nightside. with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. All right, let me go to uh, Jeff in Lancaster. Jeff, you're next on Nightside. Uh, your th- your thoughts on the return of a happy hour to Massachusetts. Hello, Dan. Hi, Jeff. Uh, First-time caller. Uh, I've been listening for decades. Well, a round of applause for Jeff. You're uh, you're under the wire here, and I hope that you become a second-time caller as well. Uh, <laughs> took you 15 years to pick up the phone. I hope you don't <laughs> take another 15. Thanks for calling. Go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> okay. Um, I have no particular problems with happy hours. Uh, you know, I'm I personally am a... Uh, one of those who uh, is up for a free drink or a discount the drink. But I am disciplined enough to know when I've had enough. Yeah, right. Um, you know, I, if, if I know, for example, that I can't drive, I don't drive. Yeah. Um, and what really burns me um, regarding a lot of the stuff about drinking and driving is that, uh, you know, granted, uh, the people who have had a few drinks can become a bit of a hazard on the road. But the thing is, a lot of these people that are getting into these collisions, crashes or whatever, they can't drive when they're sober. <laughs> well, uh, maybe, uh, maybe. Um, who do you think is going to take advantage of happy hours? I mean, I guess everybody will take advantage of them, but who do, who do you think these most appeal to? I just believe those people who um, want to get a buzz on and, um, uh, well, they're usually in a social group and, uh, you know, very seldom are they alone. Yeah, uh, I, I would think it's uh, younger customers, you know, people who have less disposable income um, and uh, young people. And again, I, I, I think your position and Steve's position um, before you are reasonable positions. Uh, and that's why this is such a good topic uh, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, we'll see. I, I think if it does pass uh, in the legislature in this, this time of informal session, uh, and the governor will veto it. We'll talk more about it. Jeff, look, yeah. I appreciate you taking the time to call. I hope you, you waited a long time. I hope you will call again. I have a couple more I want to get in here before the bottom of the hour. But um, thank you for listening, and thank you for calling. Uh, we love first-time callers, and I hope you come back real soon, okay? Thanks for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. Let me go to Harvey Silverglade, um, who's a great friend. Uh, I think one of the greatest attorneys that I have ever uh, uh, had the opportunity to uh, to consult with over time, observe in a court of law, uh, and consider him a great friend. And I, I suspect Harvey's going to disagree with me in this one, but Harvey, welcome. How are you? Well, all right. I've been listening, and I heard you said you wondered what the guy from Cambridge thought, and I have a feeling that might be me. <laughs> no, the guy from Cambridge was Steve. Um, he was the first call in oh. this hour. But I certainly right. am wondering what you think. What, what's your thought on this? Uh, well, you, this is now serving um, li- liquor uh, 
you need a bar where uh, the guys had too much to drink? Well, no, it would be basically, but you know, the happy hours, which used to be around here in Massachusetts when I, when you right. and I were younger, forty years ago, um, there were a spate of drunk driving accidents in the early nineteen eighties. Right. Remember <laughs> the the Boston Bruins player who who was was involved in an accident and then you know was found to be DUI and responsible and did a year in jail and i remember people at the time saying my god they sent the boston bruins player to jail uh and it, it i think the attitude changed michael Dukakis came in uh and there was a uh, they they basically outlawed happy hours and now they'd like to bring them back what do you think hey but my you know i'm a libertarian yes and um, I, uh, I think that th- this kind of uh, minute regulation of private conduct is, um, is not healthy for a, uh, for a free society. Okay. Uh, the, drunk driving should be a crime. Uh, getting into an accident when drunk should be enhanced, um, an enhanced crime. Mm-hmm. But it's up to the individual not the bartender, for example, who's, who, if a bartender thinks a guy has had enough, he can or she can refuse to serve more. Oh, sure. They have dream, what they call dream shop laws in, in Massachusetts, which I'm sure you're familiar with, where there's, a, there's a, an affirmative obligation on a bar and its agents uh, to make sure that people are not, quote unquote, overserved. Okay, but I have problems with putting the onus on the bartender or the owner of the bar rather than the individual drinker. I understand. I mean, if, if, a, if, a, if a bar owner or a, a bartender thinks the client, is, a customer's had enough, uh, he or she can refuse to sell more. That should be the right of the bartender. But the obligation uh, has to be on the drinker. That, that, that's my view of the whole thing. Okay. And if a guy... The, the, you know, has too many drinks and leaves the bar and gets into an auto accident. The person who sold the alcohol is not responsible. It's the guy who drove while drunk. So, so the, the 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 other the other question, which I want to get your reaction, and I think I know what the reaction will be. Do do we as again? I hate to phrase this way, but do we as a society benefit from again cut rate alcohol rates if? Uh, if we increase the chances in, in, you know, in the case of the Bruins player, he uh, got into an accident, took the life of a 24 year old woman. Um, he served at that time, I think it was a year in prison for a vehicular homicide. He actually rehabilitated himself and went back to play in the National Hockey League and actually became a coach and a general manager and uh, an amazing rehabilitation of, of an individual. But, you know, and, and again, I don't know that his case was a happy hour case, but. You know, the idea is that happy hour will induce some people who perhaps particularly younger people who don't know how to drink um, to, to, to overdrink, overindulge, and perhaps, I mean, that's the argument, Harvey, I, and I know that you're not accepting it, but that's, <laughs> and, and as even if as I articulated, as I articulated, I understand why you're not accepting it. Right, I, I don't accept it. I, I just think that the placement of responsibility has to be on the part of the person who commits the the, the criminal or the uh, the negligent act, and and not on somebody uh, who has provided a lawful product, a lawful product, fair enough um, to that person. 
I mean, otherwise, it's the, the nanny state really gets carried away. It's, Let me tell you, 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 you and my friend Steve are my two great libertarian friends from Cambridge, and you are both um, great friends. Uh, and, uh, and I can't tell you much. I am honored the fact that you even listen to my show, my friend. You know that, okay? I listen. I only call when I disagree. I never call to say <laughs> Well, we really disagree. Harvey, as always, thank you, my friend. We will talk soon, okay? Right out. Thanks, pal. Harvey Silverglade, ladies and gentlemen. We'll take a quick break. It is 1030. Here comes the news. When we get back, we'll continue to talk about this. Uh, back on Nightside right after this. Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's news radio. Uh, I would say, based upon my conversation with Dr. Al Franke uh, last night, the uh, former orthopedic surgeon who's now an, uh, an orthopedic, um, orthope- orthopedist, uh, uh, if I had to bet, Brian, Hi- Brian Hoyer is starting. Uh, Mac Jones is not playing in Green Bay on, on Sunday. I love the Patriots. They somehow they they keep all information so quiet. But I I get it. They're 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 playing their game. Can't argue with success. Let's go to Mary in the Berkshires. Mary, appreciate you calling in. How are you tonight? Good. Thanks, Dan. This your um, first Dan, time I... calling here, Mary? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, it is not. Um, Dan, I think you started out by saying that uh, you didn't really have any uh, statistics or figures. I don't. And, um, well, here's here's something you might like to look into. Okay. Uh, Mothers Against Drunk Driving has plenty of statistics. Okay, I'm and sure they do. And so they were formed, formed in 1980. Yep. And they're listed as uh, reporting that they cut in half the number of fatalities with 350,000 lives saved and 850,000 after 850,000 victims deaths. Yeah. So that might be something you could just pop up and look at it. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, that cannot be a number of Massachusetts. I assume that would be, uh, if anything, a number nationwide over a long period of time. There's probably about... 30,000 people who die in car accidents in America every year, and only about half of those, not that it's only, but I think about half of those roughly are attributable to, you know, alcohol use. So I don't know where the figure 350,000 comes from, but that seems to me to be um, uh, a... a, a, when, when you, if you'd like to check their, their website, um, you would be able to see that reflected. Okay, so, so I'm just MADD dot org, I assume. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll check it out. Um, okay. If those figures are accurate, um, you know, I'd like to know what they what they're based upon. But but thank you, Mary, for the suggestion. So that's okay, Dan. M-A-D-D. Have a good night. Thank you very much. Good night, Mary. Talk to you soon.
You're welcome. Okay. Right. Let's keep rolling here as we as we continue. Going to go to Doreen and Everett. Doreen, your thoughts on the return of Happy Hour to Massachusetts? Um, with you, Dan, a hundred percent. I say no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, Simply I, because there's just too many accidents out there now uh that is alcohol related and i watch the news often and i see this and yeah, i would um, think it would cause more havoc than good yeah and um, i was always a designated driver in the 80s 70s 80s and i seen what happy hour does when they come in and get a buck for a beer yeah <laughs> you know what i mean Draft oh beer. yeah i seen it yeah. And it's not a pretty sight. You know what I mean? No, the I The more totally you hear get, you. totally hear you. Cheaper it is, the more you drink. Yeah. And but, especially the kids today. Yeah. By the, and then by, they did. Yeah. yeah. But by the way, I just yeah. want to respond to um, what Mary, uh, the information yeah. Mary provided to us. If you go to the the Mad website, MothersAgainstDrunkDriving.org, right. Um, right. This they cite three hundred thousand. Injuries per year, not fatalities. Uh, they claim that yeah. the last figure that they have is from 2019 uh, and that there were 10,142 people killed in 2019, which is a lot, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, the figure she had quoted was 350,000 fatalities. And, and so, you know, there, there are people who are killed by drunk drivers and in states where, yeah. where there's no happy hour. I just think that happy hour will increase i don't have statistics to prove it as steve in cambridge and harvey in uh, in harvey silverglade in cambridge have uh, so definitely um, you know shown i don't have any statistics to back it up my sense is that when you go to happy hours you're going to have more young people there and uh, they don't have as much disposable in, uh, income and they will uh for a buck of beer or a buck and a half of beer or whatever it would be um they they will probably drink to their heart's consent to Content. Right. I hope they veto the bill because I'm against it. Well, the governor, Governor I'm Baker says he'll veto the bill. Yeah. Um, but again, you never know what our legislature would do. They, I know. They, I this know. should have been discussed. This should have been discussed when the legislature was in formal session and not when they're in when they are in informal session, um, because that's right. too, that's right. too important yeah. an issue. Thank you, yes, Doreen, as always. I appreciate okay. it. Talk to you soon. Okay. Have a great Good night. night. Bye bye. Next, go to Bill and Quincy. I'll be interested to see what Bill has to say. Bill and Quincy, next on Night Saga. Right ahead. Hey, how you doing, Ben? Good, sir. What's uh, your thought yeah. on this? Okay, my thought of this, okay. One fatality caused by, 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 by this happy hour is one too many, meaning no. Yeah, okay. That's, Bill, do me a favor. Can I get you to speak directly into the mouthpiece of your phone? Yeah, okay, man, yeah. One, one, uh, one too many. Again, okay. All right. Uh, and so you're you're uh, a big I'm a, no. I'm a recovering alcoholic myself, so I'm well, against it. Congratulations on on that's an accomplishment and an achievement. I got you down as a no, Bill. Thank you much. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Okay. Talk okay. To you soon. Have a great one, uh, James in Worcester, Massachusetts. James, you are next on Night Saga. Right ahead. Yes, uh, I love your show. First time caller. All right, we've we've had a bunch of first time callers tonight. Thank you, James. Appreciate it. But I am a uh, 
68-year-old gentleman that uh, went through the happy hour days of Massachusetts. Yeah, so you speak from experience. I want to hear what you have to say. Well, one of the things that we fail tonight to reveal is that we now have Uber and Lyft and Rideshare that many, many of these young children who we don't give enough credit to Mm -hmm. are responsible enough to use rideshare and not drive. Yeah. Well, we've always, we've always, always, I just would say to that, James, and I'm not trying to argue against you, is that Uber and Lyft are different, uh, but they do essentially the same thing that taxi cabs have always done, and that is they take people you know, from point A to point B. So uh, do you think that Uber and Lyft has, will have that much of an impact? I guess you must. I absolutely, totally think that Uber and Lyft are being utilized by these young children to go to school, to the airports, okay. back home, and they are completely 100% responsible for not taking the risk of drinking and driving. Okay. So let me ask you, let us assume that the legislature, in their infinite collective wisdom, chooses to put this bill on the governor's desk, the governor vetoes it, and the veto is overridden. What is your sense as to a year from now, if we will have an increase, a decrease, or the number of people who will be, you know, injured or, or killed in, in drunk driving accidents will be? What is it your sense that it'll stay the same? What, what do you think? Well, I'm going to compare that. That maybe has not been uh, argued this evening. Maybe I missed it, but what comparison are we having to the legalization of marijuana? Well, I couldn't agree with you more on that one because there really is no way, um, you know, you can you can test people uh, blood alcohol content for alcohol, but there is no comparable test for marijuana. As a matter of fact, um, if you're going to be pulled over by a state police officer, it's much better to be to be stoned than drunk because they have they do not have a way. And as a matter of fact, the courts have 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 ruled in Massachusetts, and I believe I'm correct on this, that police officers have had experience. They talk about people with slurred speech and glassy eyes, and and they can uh, they can testify. The police officers in Massachusetts are not allowed to testify on someone who they think um, may be stoned. Um, that that. Um, testimony from, from from police has been ruled inadmissible by our, our state Supreme Court. Yeah, they're statistically, and I don't know them, but they're saying that medical and recreational marijuana use is well over 50% in the state of Massachusetts. Well, it, it very well may be. I know that I've seen statistics out of Colorado that after marijuana was uh, introduced in that state, um, that they did see an uptick, uh, and which was attributable to marijuana usage, which only makes it, it makes sense. I mean, obviously, marijuana does impact people's judgment. It, it, they it slows them down a little bit, and if you're speeding along at sixty miles an hour, um, you're going. Uh, I remember from my days in driving school as a, as a kid, you're going eighty-eight feet a second. So in three seconds, you're going about 
270 feet are almost the length of a football field. And if right. if, if you can't react uh, to somebody crossing the street um, or another automobile as quickly under the influence of marijuana or alcohol, obviously it it contributes to to the accident and the consequences of the accident. But there's, what I'm saying is there's no, there's no way to statistic, statistically judge um, marijuana intoxication, for lack of a better word, or marijuana influence. Right. They do have breathalyzer sure. tests. There are chemical tests, but not so as yet for marijuana. And, and, and the courts have ruled that police officers, from their own observations, can't get on a witness stand and say, yeah, we know that James from Worcester, in our professional opinion, was stoned because, you know, he, he, his his reactions were slow or his his he, he seemed to to whatever he was unsteady yeah. on his feet. They can they can they, that testimony comes in against the drunk driver doesn't come in against someone who may or may be under the influence of marijuana. All right. Well, if I if I may take this to a more positive social level go right ahead what about, yeah go ahead what about happy hour allowing individuals to have met and meet in the past and in the present and in the future to say here is a place where i'm going to meet happy positive people maybe get introduced to a new girlfriend maybe end up marrying her because of the happy hour, used to be nurses' night, hairdressers' night, and people would congregate in some of these bars, and people had a chance instead of going to dating dot com. Yeah. Well, I, I can only tell you that that in this day and age, there probably would be some lawsuit about gender discrimination. <laughs> <laughs> to be really honest with you, I mean, wow. you know, I will tell you this. I, I don't think that there's any bar in um, in Massachusetts. Remember, they used to have ladies nights, you know, women right. with drinks half off. Sure. I, I don't think that's that's a go in 20 in 2022. Hey, James, I loved your call. You're a really good caller. First time caller. Come on back soon. OK. Thank you, sir. Have a good night. You Love too. All right. Thank you, sir. We're going to uh, take a very quick break here. And. Um, if you've been trying to get through, call now. We're going to change topics, I believe, at 11 o'clock. So if you want to get final word on what your thoughts are about the reintroduction of happy hours here in Massachusetts, 617-254-1030. Um, the other line that is wide open right now is 617-931-1030. We had a couple of callers who dropped off. I got Audrey in Cambridge on the other side. And room for you. We're doing great in Cambridge tonight on this subject. Let's keep it rolling. Give us a call back on Nightside. Got room for a couple of more callers before 11. We'll get you in, I promise. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. All right, this has been a good topic. Let's, um, let's keep rolling here. We're going to go next to uh, Audrey. Who's in calling in from Cambridge? Hey, Audrey, thank you for calling in. Next on Nightside. Hi, Dan. Um, yeah, I had. Well, you're gonna laugh at this, but when I've been to happy hours, what I like is they have half price uh, appetizers too. So <laughs> that's <laughs> well, the appetizers. I got no problem. I have no problem have with no that. No problem with that. And the other thing is, I I'm also a mad supporter, and I think the main problem with the the drinking and driving is these are repeat offenders. You know, and there's no, I mean, when you hear of a, a, a fatality, a lot of times the person's been caught driving drunk several times, you know, so they have to be more, 
you know, reinforcement on that end. And the other thing is, as far as, um, you know, the kids drinking, I, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but in college, I remember, I mean, those kids, they didn't have to go out to drink. They could get plastered. The, the fraternity, some of them, oh, were sure. so bad. No question. You know? no, no question. And all I'm just saying is it just makes it easier. I mean, if, if you if you want to have a cake party, um you know, you could you can you can get everybody blasted on a couple of kegs. There's no problem with that, and on a you know a per person basis. I'm just saying that right, right now, if you go into a normal bar or a restaurant, I'm assuming that, yeah. that you know if you're going to order a beer, it's going to be four bucks. If it's going to be a high end restaurant, right. you know it could be seven or eight bucks. Um, but you're paying for the the atmosphere of the high end restaurant. So if you yeah. if all of a sudden you, you take the places that are four dollar beers and you 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 cut it down and you say okay uh, the beers uh, are going to be a buck fifty. I think people are just going. You know, hey, do you think it's mostly a danger to the younger people? Is sure, that... I think so. I don't think there's yeah. too many. Uh, old, you know, yeah, that's that's that, that's my belief. That's who it appealed to yeah. when I was younger. I don't know. I it didn't see many. Um, you know, uh, you know, elderly people hanging out at a bar and sloshing down. You know. One dollar right, beers back right. in the day. Um, yeah, and usually the happy hours are early. You know, that's well. The that's thing. the point. So, you, if you, you know, start at five o'clock, and you're blitzed by six, you, you know, it's, and you keep going. Yeah, uh, you're not going to be in better shape by eight or nine. But you know, no, that's no, that's true. That's true. I mean, I, you know, you would just hope that people would be responsible. Again, you're saying, you know, the youth maybe not. You know, well, but you would think look, that there's I, plenty of older drivers also who are not responsible. Look, oh um, yeah, that's for I'm, sure. I'm, I mean, if I go out and nail it on young people, right. I'm just saying I think happy hours for the most part are exactly what James from Worcester was saying. You know that, you know, you know, back in the day they used to have happy hours half off for women. Well, you know, oh, yeah. be all, yeah. someone will be filing a lawsuit on that. That's not going to happen <laughs> anymore. Yeah. yeah, you know, half off or whatever. You know, school teachers or nurses. Then you'll have. Uh, no, it, that it'll, would it'll I open don't think up that, a can I don't of worms. Think you see that? It'll I don't open think you see up, that in Massachusetts. Yeah, it'll open up but, a can of worms, in my opinion. But we'll see. And what bothers me about it is the legislature's considering this during informal session, so there's really yeah. no debate on it. Uh, it's kind of under yeah. the radar, and that's not the way laws should be made. In my opinion, no, but that's what they're doing with a lot of stuff, as we know. Just look yeah. at the bike, the bike issue. You know, well, the bike issue, again, absolutely. <laughs> you know that. I hope you, that's one. You I know, hope we're also in that. agreement on. Okay, uh, yeah, we, we may do tomorrow yeah. night this okay. thing I just heard about. They're going to build more housing in Cambridge with no parking. Oh, yes, uh, yes, and you know this is a big deal because. For the longest time, they required the developers. Yes, to I know. Well, they've gone spaces, again. You know? It's it's, it's now, another uh, evidence it, oh, of an anti-automobile oh, mentality. Simple oh, as that. it's it's terrible. It's terrible for the people. Right. They forget about the long-term residents. I mean, we've lived. I'm in a historic house in Cambridge. I've lived here well, all my life. Right. My family. Yeah, you've you've been you investing know? in that invest in that city for a long time. Audrey, want to get exactly. one more in before the break here, so sure. I got to let you run. Sure. But thanks as always. Great to hear your voice. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Let's go to Greg in New Hampshire. Greg, you're going to wrap the hour for us. Go right ahead. How are you, Dan, tonight? I'm great. Your thought on happy hours in Massachusetts, Greg? I'm a restaurant employee, and happy hours were created to fill the downtime of the restaurant. Okay. So between 4 and 6 at night, you had downtime where people weren't coming in to dinner until 6.37. So happy hours a way to get people into your establishment. Right. And I am all for it. 
right okay. now, currently in Massachusetts, you can only run a drink special. You have to run it for a concurrent week. So any any restaurant that wants to run a drink special can only feature one drink and have to run it for one week straight. Where happy hour would allow you to have people come in in your downtime and get a discounted beverage. I got it. So and let me ask you a question. I'm running out of time here, Greg. Do you think that if they introduce happy hours in Massachusetts, there will be more automobile fatalities? People are going to... No, I, 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 like... I mean, are you going to, because happy hour, if happy hour was created, are you going to go out at, at between four and six and, and um, get a little, uh, No, I work for I work at that time. Hey, Greg, I hate to do this to you. Thanks for your, for your, your point of view, because I think it's an important point of view. Uh, but I'm up on my 11 o'clock news, and I just wish it called a little earlier, okay? Thanks. Thank you so much, Greg. Dan, always nice talking to you. Right back at you. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. Here comes the 11. We're going to stay with this, but I'm also going to have a little quick special interview at the top of the 11. I want to talk about people in Florida. I think that's an important story. Back after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.